I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Hey, welcome to the show. We are excited for this one. Uh, we are going to do in this uh, podcast right here, this show, we are going to do a uh, entire book of the Bible. So uh, <laughs> buckle up, children. Buckle up. It's going to be a. It's going to be a good one. Put her in drive. <laughs> um, we're going through on layman's term right here today. We're going through Philemon or Philemon. Uh, I don't. I, I see. I think it's Philemon. Because it's like I, I think Phil. It's, I think it's Philemon too. Phil Emon Philemon. Phil, Phil. And then you just gotta say it really fast. Philemon. Philemon. We're just gonna go with. Um, yeah, Philemon would be like my Missouri way of saying it. Philemon. That's that. fancy. Philemon. Philemon. All right. All right. We're going with Philemon. We're going with Philemon. And then, um, so if you're familiar with the book of Philemon, um, can I say something first? Yeah. Of course. Okay. I mean, right. the sands of time mm. are falling. Yeah. So one of my one of my pet peeves, right, um, is when is when you're having a conversation with somebody, and it it turns into you know like maybe you're talking to somebody that doesn't doesn't really believe, right? It's kind of skeptical, right? And they always point to um, things in the in the in the New Testament, maybe in the the traditional four gospels around Jesus's time, right. Or whatever. And they're always like, well, Jesus never said slavery was bad. So, you know, like Jesus would talk about slaves and this and that, and this and that. So we must've condoned slavery. Right. Wow. And, and because he condoned slavery, then the whole thing is, you know, bunk, right. Or whatever. But see this, you, you can tell that people haven't really read or understand the entire the Scriptures. entire scripture, right? Because Philemon is like the antithesis. Like th that's the argument. Like this is the book that basically uh, Paul writes, and and even though Paul doesn't say slavery is evil and horrible, uh, he he basically does it without saying it, right? And so like this is like the well, you've never read Philemon before, have you? Because and then you just walk away. Because yeah. chances are, either they're gonna immediately go read it, or they're just gonna carry on with their thought anyways, and they don't really care what you have to say. So you don't really get in an ar argument with them, anyway. So that's just my. That's just like hey, my. You and I argue all the time, and I care what you have to say. Yeah, but um, most of the time, when random people argue with you uh -huh. about slavery in the Bible. They don't really care what you have to say, right? They just have their own opinion. Anyway, it's just a pet peeve. About once a year it happens um, to me personally. Really? Yep. Well, you're an argumentative kind of guy, though. I'm not really an argumentative kind of guy. I just come off that way. Oh. So people like, <laughs> people like, oh, this guy's picking a fight. This guy's, this. I can pick a fight with this guy. Anyway, so uh, you, were, you were saying, you were going to give a, a background. If you haven't read... Philemon. Philemon. It's it, the entire book. If you've never read a book of the Bible, um, you know, and you're an achiever, <laughs> knock this one out. It's one page. One the, page two on and, mine. Two in mine. On the one, mine. one Keith has right here. I have the the itty bitty. But there's like a big introduction. Big so, introduction. 
Um, I believe it's the shortest book in the Bible. I believe it is. It's it's pretty short. Yeah. So, um, so this is a great if you've never done a small group Bible <laughs> like a Bible study, and you're kind of nervous about it, and then you see one on Philemon. I'd, chances are it's like two days. This is this is the easiest the small group to do. to do. Yeah. So so what we have what we have here uh, we'll break it down real quick. We have um, Philemon is a buddy of Paul. Yep. All right. Paul is writing to Philemon from prison. Mm-hmm. Other stuff um, Paul wrote from prison is like letter to the Ephesians, letter to the Colossians. Um, what other, what other stuff he write while he was in prison? A bunch of stuff. So, um, Philippians. So anyway, if Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Perfect. So um, he's writing from prison to a friend, um, because you know, like, you know, small world, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure they said so. So. Um, Philemon, right? That's how we're saying it? Yeah. I don't know. Philemon. Philemon. Well, we're just going to say it, whatever. All right. So Philemon has this, uh, has a slave. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably has more than one. Probably. You could could probably venture. Um, But he he steals money. The slave steals money. Onzimus. Onzimus is the name of the slave who steals some money from Philemon. And then runs away. And runs away. Well, then, once again, small world. Small world. Uh, becomes friends with, with Paul. Paul in prison. And I don't know how you become friends well, with somebody think... in prison when you're not in prison. Well, I, I, well, I would assume that, think I mean, of like prisons today, and this is this is like totally like anecdotal. Because completely made up. You, you have visitors. You go visit somebody, right? Um so I would assume that I would assume a couple things. I would assume one, the guards were probably Roman soldiers and they probably didn't cook the food. Yeah, probably wasn't great food anyways. Uh they didn't cook the food and clean out the prison cell, cell toilet, you know, cuz there's no there's, there's probably not showers and, you know, toilets and stuff like that, right? I mean, this is like first century. So I'm sure they had workers that worked in the the prison or in the jail. All right, right. A lot of assumptions happening lot here of assumptions. on the show today. Yep. So we've we've made a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> historians are 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 throwing things at uh, the walls. Earbuds are flying. <laughs> uh, so we've made our assumptions, but regardless of how it happens, Paul befriends Winsmus and Onsimus. Uh, relays the story like, "Hey, what's your you know what's your story? How'd you get here? Right? And yeah. He, he fills Paul in. And Paul's like, "Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> Santa. He's a I good. I know dude. that guy. He's a good dude. He's a dude. Good. He's like my brother. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. He's a Christian. I'm a Christian. See what's happening <laughs> See what's here. What's going on? What? Well, yeah. So, so seems like uh, at some point, Paul." converts Onsmus to Christianity or or solidifies or his solidifies faith. his faith in Christianity so now he's a, a brother in Christ and Paul sends 
but he doesn't actually send him back first. He writes the letter first. Writes right? the letter to send with him. To send with Onzimus back to Philemon. And in very amazing way, tells him to not treat him as a slave, but treat him as a brother uh, and, you know, embrace him um, because Onzimus is dear to Paul and there and therefore Philemon should should respect him right at that yeah, point. Yeah, this is like really and, and forgive him of his debts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and this is like really good, like crucial conversation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like Paul is he's really good here. He he opens up, he's he's pleading to the um the the virtues of um Philemon. Mm-hmm. Um telling him how how good of a dude he is, and then letting him know, well, because you're 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 a wonderful, loving, kind person following Christ, I need you to now act like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like live it out. Yeah, like li- actually live here's where practice the, what you preach. Here's man. where the rubber meets the road, buddy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the dude that brought you the letter back, um is your runaway slave thief, yeah? Who stole from you? And we don't we don't know how much, but we could assume that it's a significant amount if it's mentioned. That's true, right? So, yeah, um, you know, th- this is uh, tough, I think, because if you if you know much about Roman time in the early AD, uh, if you had a slave who ran away. And you got them back somehow. You could do whatever you wanted as punishment, up to and including execution, right? So, and and often slaves. And you just were, turn them over. You just turn them over to the. I mean, I don't. Well, you, you know, it. Let's say, let's say you had, you know, a hundred slaves, and one ran away. You want to set an example for the other slaves not to run away, right? Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, Rome was not a great place to be in the early 80s. That's, that's for sure. So, and an even um, worse place to be a slave. An even worse place to be a slave. And if you think, it, you know, if you know much about slavery in the early days too, sometimes, I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't just our idea of slavery where somebody goes to another country, captures people, brings them back and says, you're slaves now, right? But there were people that um, were not born a slave, were born into a family and sold themselves into slavery for even not necessarily a lifetime, but a specific number okay. of years um, to pay off a debt or pay off a family debt or, or to help. So this is like a very uh, common occurrence. Um, there's all different levels of, I don't want to say levels of slaves, but there's all different ways that you could get kind of brought into slavery um, other than being forced. Like some of it's not forced slavery. Some of it is, you know, in terms I of imagine, you know, debts and stuff. But Yeah, and I imagine to the way of all debts and credits is it's a rig system though. Yeah, oh, it's you, completely a rig yeah. system, yeah. 
Um, you you kind of once I, you're I don't in, wanna, you're probably not out. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get this. I don't want to get this wrong. Um, yeah, but, because we haven't made any assumptions. So no, far. yeah, we haven't made any assumptions. But I was reading. I was reading um, this this story, and I can't. I can't remember. It was an Asian country. I, I want to say it was it was China. It may not be China. Maybe a, a different country, um, but where the factory workers like lived at the factory and they worked like you know eighteen hours a day, mm-hmm. and the wages that they got, you know, they had to pay for the room at the factory. Mm-hmm. They had to pay for food at the factory. They had to pay for using the bathroom. The factory had a convenience store in it for all their daily needs, and like they, it was it was basically like modern slavery because they work, they make a paycheck to basically pay for the things they needed that day, and there wasn't much wiggle room left over to like work a you know work for a couple of years, save a bunch of money, and then go buy a go buy a house or something, right? Like, so- yeah, the old banjo pick and song, mm-hmm. sixteen ton. No, I don't. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Oh, my soul to the company store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah kind of same. Yeah. Without, I mean, wasn't that the Great Depression? Um, it's just coal, uh, coal mining. Coal. Yeah. I mean, the company store, right? Like that. It's an old. You know, it's an old. It's an old trick. So I, I would assume a lot of that's probably pretty similar, right? Like, you know, it was rooted in history. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I mean, anyway. So, um, what I find what I find interesting, I think the most about about this is to your your point you kind of said it really 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 quick but there comes a time in our uh our life where we have to practice what we preach yep right where we have to you know whatever whatever it is spiritually financially right whatever um you know, we 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 walk around quite a bit talking about the way things should be, but we really, you know, do we often do it? Yep. And I think there's two. I think the cool part about this is this super short letter, written and and there's three characters. Yeah. I mean, there's some other names mentioned, but there's three characters, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's Paul who can't make Philemon do anything. Yeah. Right. He's he can't force his hand. He can't can't make him do anything. Um, he's just he's like the coach, right? Yeah. He's not in the game. Yeah. He's on the sideline. He's in prison. Um. And then you have Philemon, who's who's in the great who's who is in a great position. I presume he's leading. Um, he's leading in ministry. He has it in. Um, they're meeting in his home, I think we read in here, um, and he's of this wealth and stature to have subordinates. Right. Um, and money to st- for and somebody money, to steal. And money for someone to steal. Right. Um, so by all accounts, I think he's he's doing all right and probably not in a – probably probably not a – the first um, knee-jerk reaction would be to – listen to the guy who got himself locked up yeah right um but but he is also paul exactly so we have these three characters in the story and we can all find ourselves and then um and then you have onesimus who is onesimus who is just at the mercy at the mercy of all parties involved yeah um so it's really cool this super short story we can all 
find ourselves in one or more of those positions mm-hmm. in relationships all throughout um, our Christian life, Christian maturity. Um, you have somebody that needs forgiveness, somebody that's that can offer the forgiveness, the only person that can offer the forgiveness for the act, and then the the bystander that's saying the conscience the 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 advisor the advisor yeah saying you should forgive them yeah so it's something we definitely learn here from each each party involved depending on what our current state or situation is i i think um you know you can you can often find yourself um in conversations with folks where we've talked about this before where you kind of write our own um, we write our own uh, story. We write our own um, how we want to spin things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you often find yourself in a position in conversation where um, you have an opportunity to um, go along with someone's story they're telling themselves, right? Right? You know, their own narrative that they're just repeating until they remember it, or uh, you can appeal as Paul does, out of love to get them to be a little more introspective and um, help bring some resolution or the best or, or the best out of someone. So I think that's what Paul does. Um, Philemon gets he, he we assume he's receptive to to Paul's to Paul's leadership. I mean we, we I mean we would assume that um, Philemon did. What Paul requested, otherwise they they may not have put the letter in the Bible. Right? Well, like, how, I mean, would the, how would the letter have gotten here, right? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying. Um, I I and I and I I find this um, method interesting because had had Paul and Philemon been in person, how would the conversation have been different? Right mm-hmm. versus uh, in a letter. Okay, now I can imagine in person there might be a little back and forth. Like, hey, this is my friend. Oh, that's the guy that stole money from me. Right? Like, yeah, you know, hey, look, he's my friend though, and we're friends, and you should probably, you know, forgive him of that. Well, no he, way, that was a lot of money, man. Yeah, he you didn't know? steal from you. He stole yeah, from he me. Stole from me, right? Like, um, and so by having it. In a letter written, uh, you can't really argue. You can't really argue. You can just, you know, you write another letter, send mail it, <laughs> mail it is back to angrily. Paul. You know, like go back to Paul and give him this letter. You know, um, so it, it gives Philemon a chance to kind of process. I think what what the ask is, um, and probably those emotions because you, you gotta you gotta imagine if somebody. Um, you know, if you had a, a, a housekeeper, uh, or somebody like a, a, a pest control guy, right. Dog come in walker. your house and, uh, you know, it's for you known him for 20 years. The next thing you know, uh, your wallet's missing, right. You know, you'd probably be pretty upset with that, you know? Uh, and then the, you know, pest control guy comes back and says, I oh, man, I'm sorry. I stole your wallet. You'd probably still be pretty mad. You know, so that and that's a normal human emotion, and I think that you know, f- you know any anybody in this situation, and think about you know one's coming coming back 
Um, he didn't even have to come back. Paul gives him the letter. He'd be like, right. I'm going to Greece. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the the um, faith, I guess, in once amidst the trust and faith and to to go back and, and, and like, it's not even really like, hey, once amidst says he's sorry and I believe him, right? That's like not in there. It's just, hey, we know this happened. And I mean, Paul does say, look, I'll I'll pay you back. If you really want the money, I'll pay you back. You know, like you, and it's me, it's me, buddy. You know, I'm if good for it. If that's what it's about, if that's what it's about, it's about the money. I'll whatever he owes you, I'll I'll pay for it, right? Um, so you know, yeah, I mean, it's just like that, that, that trust that Onesimus has to go back to this guy that used to be his, you know, master or whatever, and be like. <laughs> Paul says we're brothers now. Come on, give me a big hug, yeah. bro. You know, like that's 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 incredible to me. I guess. I think that's the um, from that aspect of uh, Christian maturity of recognizing fellow Christians on that same level with that with that peer to peer mutual respect. Um, not thinking, oh, well, I've been I've been a Christian my whole life, and you know. Here comes this new guy with different ideas, you know, like I'm no, man, you're, <laughs> you're equally sinners and, um, in need of salvation and redemption. And like, it's humbling. Yeah. I think, I think there's a large humbling aspect, um, to being the Philemon in this story. And there's a, and there's a salvation story in being onzimus, onzimus in being um in being trusting um trusting the salvation promised to you trusting um in the promised love of Christ and his believers so there's a faith story there's a salvation story there's um there's trust being lived out there's humility um being experienced and there's a tremendous amount of faith um, and admonishment and encouragement of Christian accountability being lived out. So it's yeah. an action-packed book. I'd hide a book. I mean, book. Letter. letter uh, single page. Single page. Go read it. You start could, to you finish. Could, you could print off a copy of it and keep it in your pocket. There's enough sands of time left here. I could read you the whole thing. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a question. In life... Based off this story, okay, do you find yourself more of the Philemon character who is having to forgive, even though he he maybe doesn't want to? Uh, do you find yourself more of the Onesimus Onesimus character who is trepidatiously, potentially asking somebody for forgiveness, right? Or and and then. And then not being ashamed of it because now you're you're they're mm -hmm, all brothers in mm -hmm. Christ. They're all great, you know. They're all great people now. Now you have to even be not ashamed of what you did around this person anymore, right? Or do you find yourself more of the Paul who is the advisor, um, but you know is also the 
very trusted advisor who is practicing what he's preaching, mm-hmm. right, is, is the example. Where, where do you find yourself on the spectrum more often than not? Well, that's why I think it's great about this story because in all different life stages, ages, situations, um, you can experience all three being all yeah, three sure. of the characters, right? Sure. Um, but coming back to where we always seem to end up and land on the show is I have kids, you have kids. Mm. And from a parenting perspective, when you have kids, small children, um, you know, kids in the home, middle schoolers, um, I think if the majority of your time you're not having to be the Paul. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I imagine the majority of the time I'm in Paul mode, <laughs> you're right? In, you're in Paul mode. Well, you're just, you're yeah. encouraging, you know, yeah. they're, they're dealing with, they're dealing with, with friendships. They're dealing with relationships. Yeah. They're, um, in the home. So, uh, at school, in life, um, sports teams. So if, so if you're. You know, I feel like it's always encouraging, encouraging Christian brotherhood, faith, um, forgiveness, mm. encouraging that, encouraging that forgiveness because um, it's not, it's not good for you to, it's not good for you personally to hold on to the grudge. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just in and of itself, um, you have to release that, um, and then it's not good for the relationship with. Um, with this fellow person, right? Like, um, you know, it's like a work environment or a school environment. Um, to to have a grudge or an unresolved dispute, or it's unhealthy for it to remain unresolved. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, appealing. Appealing to the um, goodness that's within all of us, as as Paul so thoroughly and expertly does here, um, is a great example uh, of coaching coaching not only um, your kids through their relationships, but um, you know introspectively helping yourself through your own relationships. Yeah. So I think current lifetime, current life, age, and stage, and given the um, current happenings, I think it's a it's a Paul moment. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see probably in my youth, I was I was more of the Onzimus oh, yeah. character for sure, right? And then you kind of reach a level of I need help um, getting my foot out of my mouth quite often. <laughs> I, I mean, I still. I still need help for that sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, you kind of get to a, you kind of get to a point, I think in, um, personal development where you hopefully transition out of that. Right. And unfortunately there's, I think some people that we all know that, that can't transition out of that needing, needing forgiveness. Um, not that we all don't need forgiveness for things, but anyway, yeah, I think that's, I think that's interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good read. It only, it only takes like, it only takes like five minutes to read it, but it's hours of, of, uh, read it in the morning process, chew on it all day. Yeah. So, Hey, with the shortest, uh, 
book in the Bible, shortest letter in the Bible. We are going to wrap this episode before our uh, sands yeah. of time run out. So thanks for joining us. And we'll uh, see you next week. See you next week.